That's the podcast coach for August 4th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is, your fun-filled music. You're like, hey, Dave's voice changed. It's because he had his DBX on bypass. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com. And uh, joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy August. Somehow we've we slid right through July and uh, we're on the downhill slide. So w- welcome to the second half of uh, 2018. Yeah, it's uh, that's one of the things that's like, really? We were talking before we hit record. I could not believe yesterday was Friday. Uh, I looked at my fast. my phone three times. I'm like, are you sure? Like, really? Tomorrow's Ask the Podcast Coach? I'm like, oh, okay. Do you consider podcast movement vacation for you? Is that a vacation? It is a little. It's a vacation from telling people that it takes 24 hours to have your show listed in iTunes because people go, Hey, I just, I published it and you know, it's on Stitcher, but it's not on iTunes. And I'm like, okay, are you subscribed to your show on iTunes? No. Well, subscribe to your show. You'll see it's, it's right there. Um, so that, that I needed a vacation from, I mean, I love my job, but there are days, the one day I, I literally had that question like five times in a row and I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel like I'm getting punked because it was like, and I have a thing now where it's, you know, hashtag 24 and it just, here's my answer again. Cause I got tired of typing that over and over and over. But yeah, I would imagine you would have some standard answers where you could just copy and paste yeah. and then change it a little bit yeah. and- or, or something happens like right now I, I'm assuming it's fixed hopefully, but yesterday there was a problem with logging into podcast connect dot apple.com there. They, Apple actually said, yeah, we're having, which is weird to have Apple say, yeah, we're having an issue, but that was late last night. I saw a thing in um, the Libsyn Slack group for support people. They're like, Hey, just so you know, Apple's having an issue. So I'm assuming that has since been remedied, but when something like that happens during working hours, Oh boy, is it fun? You know, mm-hmm. where, you know, something will happen and you're like, but do you, you come back from podcast movement kind of refreshed? Or I am. It- yeah. It's, it's to me on one hand, it's, uh, it's nice because well, podcast movement is just, you get energy just because you're around people that you don't have to explain what a podcast is. Um, you got to, you know, whatever it is. And I was, I was kind of like, Ooh, I'm, I'm excited to get back to, to work. And, and then the first ticket was, Hey, I've, <laughs> I just launched I my show submitted and where it's not, in, it's not in <laughs> yeah. iTunes. Yeah. That gets, that gets, it's, I'm coming up for some vacation. And, uh, and so it's, it, I, we, I was telling you in the pre-show, I just finished our technology interns for the summer. Friday was their last day. Yeah. I just, I slept, I went to bed at seven 30 last night. I was so tired, but it, it's kind of nice to come to the end and take some vacation. I think taking vacation for podcasters is an important deal. And I think it's, you know, Jason was saying he's out, I think he's remote and he's going to bulk load a bunch of podcasts or not load, but bulk record a bunch of podcasts. And I think that's a really great vacation strategy coming up to it. Just get some stuff in the can, get some stuff recorded and done and available for you. I actually came to a break this, this year and I didn't have anything and I just went two weeks without it. And actually I lost a few folks on Patreon, which, Makes me think we were talking about this too. Like I stopped for a couple of weeks and a few people were like, well, I guess he's done or I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Right. That's one of those things we didn't record at the conference. And I actually have a conference coming up here in September. That'll give me a chance to get some of those in the can, you know, have, have some 20 minute interviews in the can. But I think, I think that's a good vacation strategy. Get some stuff loaded in advance and, and, you know, have it run it as you're gone. 
Yeah, my I think my favorite story is my buddy Marcus Couch moved from Chicago to California, and he did a weekly uh, hard rock show. And so the cool thing is, you know, it, it's ever that whole thing is evergreen. So he just recorded a bunch of them ahead of time, and he's literally driving across the U.S. as his podcast is being released and released. <laughs> So yeah, on Lipson you can schedule it, right? So yeah, you could, and you can do that. And I've never done that in 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 PowerPress. Yep, you just um, right. it, in PowerPress. It's based on the release date of the post, so that doesn't go into your feed until the post goes. With Lipson, you just go into uh, create a content, and you'll see there's a media tab, a details tab, and I think the fourth one over is scheduling. And you just click on that and say choose new release date. You pick something in the future. And when you hit publish, which is always kind of, you're like, mm, please don't uh-huh, go out now. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's unsettling. Yeah. And then when you yeah. click on that, you'll see there's a, a link on the left-hand side where it's like scheduled post. And you click on that and you'll you'll see it there. So it's, uh, uh, but yeah, you can do that in just about any system. You can schedule it ahead of time, which is. I have never scheduled a post. Never. I don't, it just hasn't. I, and that maybe that's bad. I think the regularity or, or, or doing it at the same time every week is a good idea. I just have never done it. I don't know. That's a, for me, it's like, Hey, it's ready. Let's just get it out there. It's going to hit, you know, I've done it. I've done it a couple of times. And one time it really bit me in the butt. I had, um, I had scheduled this thing. It was my birthday was coming up. And because my birthday was coming up, I wanted to get this thing scheduled ahead of time and, and publish in the whole nine yards. And it's when Kindles first came out and they were expensive. And I said, Hey, you know, if you've gotten any value from the show, I'm doing a, a, you know, a campaign to help Dave buy a Kindle. And uh, a tsunami hit and all these thousands of people died and everybody's donating to the Red Cross. And here comes Dave going, I want a Kindle. I was like, yeah, I probably should have pulled that episode down. It was uh, made me look like a complete horse's butt. Yeah, it was like, so. Well, you didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know. It, just, it was just bad time. Yeah. Hey, everybody's chiming in on the on the chat room. Um, Craig says uh, he uh, slept for 15 hours when he got home. From, uh, from podcast, movement. yeah, from podcast movement. Emily said that Friday was the laziest I've been since the baby was born. Yeah, I just did a thing. It took me till about Tuesday of getting eight hours of sleep because I just kept falling asleep at the keyboard, and I was like, okay, just listen to your body, go to bed, go to bed. And last night I went to bed at eleven o'clock, which is unheard of for me. Uh, I actually, it's I laugh because my woman in the tube reminds me at ten forty five, so that I go to bed around eleven thirty. <laughs> But uh, does she audibly come on yeah. and say, hey, your reminder, your your yeah. 1030 reminder? Yeah. She's like, hey, it's 1045. Here's your reminder. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that does help. I, you know, yeah. I have a at 9 p.m. There's some, you know, that's the time I've kind of I've got some meds I need to take on a daily basis. And I always forget about those. I'm not a good medicine taker. And I used Cortana. So in, in Windows, you mm-hmm. know, you can just speak to your Windows 10 computer, say, Hey, Cortana, uh, create a reminder at nine o'clock for me. And at, at nine, boom, I'm always at my screens down here. So right. at nine o'clock, I get a reminder. After a couple of weeks, I found myself doing it at like 845. Like I, I would just be, oh, it's, it's probably that time. And it, it's just helped create a habit. Uh, so I think that's one of those good things, those those reminders, those systems, whether it's audible or on your computer or whatever. If you want to form a habit, have it have it remind you of that every single day or hour or whatever, whatever you need to do. Well, what's interesting is the Alexa app will, um, I hear mine in my other room going off now. I said, the, I said the magic word. That's uh, all right. She'll, she'll get over it. Right. But uh, it'll come up on my phone and say, here's your alarm, you know, which uh, podcast movement is hilarious. Cause you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to bed period. No, no, no. 
No, no. So. But it's a good, I think it, it is a good habit forming reminder or especially yeah. early in habits because you don't, it, some of those things you don't remind yourself to do. Those could be good um, social media reminders. So if you're struggling to get your stuff mm-hmm. promoted or put a post on Twitter, if whatever you want to do, set one of those systems as a reminder and have it pop up for you as, as an alarm or something. I think after a month of doing that, you'll, you'll probably set that habit. Yeah. Uh, let's do this one. I have a, this is from the, the school of podcasting private Facebook group. Oh, here's a fun one. Let's take a tangent on that. It's a private Facebook group. And I'm, I need to go back and look at this from a, uh, I don't know, a new person's point of view, but I'm pretty sure it says this is for members of the school of podcasting. So some guy said, Hey, I'd like to be part of it. I go over, I look in the school of podcasting. He's not there. And I go, Hey, I see where you tried to join this group. It's for members of the school of podcasting. If you want to join, go over to school of podcasting.com slash start. He emails me back and goes, uh, nice try huckster. And I'm like, uh, I'm not going to join your scam. And I go, I'm sorry. You feel this is a scam. It is a private Facebook group. It says so, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. You feel I'm trying to scam you. I just, you approached me buddy. Right. To which he then replied, F you huckster. And I'm like, okay. So that was, uh, that was fun. Uh, so I, I then had to instantly run and go, what's a huckster. It sounds like some sort of corn tool, you all know, the kids, all the kids are saying it. Is it? Okay. Nice. Not, not really. I've agonized and re-recorded my first podcast. I've downloaded help sheets, listened to so many episodes on what a good podcast should consist of. I tried so hard to check my intros to make sure it's not too long. My message is clear. I don't go down the rabbit hole or, you know, now, uh, WTF, what, where did I get that from? Try to be interesting, educational, and a little bit entertaining. Not too long, not too boring. I've got an effing uh, trilogy of my life recorded and redone and redone and redone. And I thought, wow, I've done it. I've, I, I'm ready to hit the go button. And then I asked someone close to me to critique it. And, well, they kind of got the meh. Yeah. yeah. So... And and so this is from the school of podcasting. We're all you know giving her uh, support and and or him support. And uh, so my thought on this was, uh, to me, it reminds me of bowling. I don't know about you. I, I do not golf much. My brother and I used to golf once a year. We called it the Jackson Open, and I would go out. I remember the one time I hit a person, and another time I hit a goose. Um, so I'm very dangerous when I golf. Um, Love it. Yeah. And so uh, to me, it reminds me of bowling. Bowling is something, again, I don't do very often. And when I do, I'm not horrible, but I'm not great. You know, it, it's, uh, but the more, like, I'll start bowling and I'm like, hey, I don't suck. Okay. This is good. I'm ready to play. And then, like, about the third frame, I'll start thinking about it. And I'm like, wait, uh, should I, should I have my wrist, you know, turn this way or, or a little more or, you know, and should I, should I walk faster? Should I throw it hard? The more I think about it, the worse I get by the end of it. I'm like bowling. Wow. One Oh six. Good for me. Yeah. And, but, but, and then my attitude goes, so my attitude is lost. Can you think of anything else, Jim, that, that you can read about, but until you do it, you're just not gonna, you know. No, I was trying to well, think. I, you know, I think, I mean, I ran for a lot of years and, and I wear running t-shirts all the time. And that's one of those things where you think, you know, hey, it's, we're humans. We're all pretty, you know, we should be able to to do that. And yet it takes a ton of practice. And, you know. Because see, that's, to me, I'm like, wait, you just put one foot in front of the other 
faster. Yeah. You think I should just be able to go out and do that. And, and no, you got to prep for it. Most of us probably need to lose a little weight for it. Mm-hmm. Some of us, you know, um, and Dave, I ran for almost a decade uh, in my forties and I never, I mean, I got a little bit better at it, but I never really was, I, I all my friends that I, that were running with me were great at it, you know, and they were, their times were improving and my times got a little bit better, but I'm just not a natural runner. And I was trying to, I was trying to force fit my own desires into something I didn't have any talent for. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes, too, when we're, we're podcasting, we're not playing to our natural talents. We, we, we need to kind of figure out, OK, what what kind of things are we really good at? Let me let me give you a quick example. At work, they keep asking me to do voiceover work because I have, you know, we have this successful podcast and I'm on the microphone all the time. And they think podcasting equals voiceover. Yeah. Not true. Like it's not for some, it is not for me. I suck at voiceover. Don't make me read things. I'm awful at it. Oh, it's right. That's harder than it looks. Yeah. It's super hard. Right. For me, I don't have the talent for it. Others do. And I have to keep telling them, no, like they're like, Hey, would you record? No, no, actually I I won't. I'm that's not because it's going to take a hundred times and I'm going to waste three hours. (laughs) No, like I, I, I will podcast. That's what I'm best at. And I think even in styles, like with this gal or guy, you know, I think you have to find that cadence. I am best at live. I am best with another person. I am best with questions like we do here. You you are playing right to my strengths from a podcasting um, perspective, right? Uh, but if I do a solo, say you're like, hey, Jim, would you go do a solo Ask the Podcast Coach? I might say yes, but I'm awful at it, right? And so I think some podcasters need to find that niche of their own in the genre and say, what are you, what are you good at? If it's not working... Yeah solo maybe find a co-host if that's not working do a round table you know you know you see what i'm saying yeah it's like somebody asking me to play jazz on the guitar i'm like i can i can do country and rock and blues but i'm like jazz not my strong suit not, not good i think but we need to you know we need to play to our strengths and we need to really do an evaluation of what talent wise what are we best at on the microphone where i think a steve stewart who has found this niche and you know sure he was a podcaster but he, he found his niche in editing. Right. Right. And not only editing, but editing financial shows. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Right on. And he's making a living doing it. It's great. So I think the, the, a lot of times the questions is a lot of podcasters, they get stuck on a niche and they're, they're trying to force themselves into a niche like daily interviews or I'm going to yeah. or interviews. Like I love interviews, but not everybody's great at them. Right. That's it. So. Well, and the other thing to keep in mind is whoever she asked for feedback may not be your target audience. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, uh, my brother loves me to death, but he's not going to want to listen to a podcast about podcasting. Now, if I send him a podcast about NASCAR, he's all over it, I bet. But, you totally. know, you oh, know. my friends, my friends are my mo- the ones who mock me. Right. right. There's the right? like, you know, uh, what was the, you know, no, no, the prophet in his own hometown. Right. right. You, 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 that's the least uh, I mean, you're going to get the most or the best or the most honest feedback that may not be what you want, but it's, they're, they're brutal, right? Your friends or your, and your family is even worse. Um, you know, I, oh, yeah. I always say in my intro all the time, uh, live from the average guy.tv studios and a family member one time sent me an email was like average guy.tv studios. What the is that? Right. right? You know? And I'm like, ah, you know, so you just, you have to be careful. Did you just say it sounds better than the basement by the, by the laundry? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it you know it's, it's joining it's, you from my second bedroom in my apartment. So, yeah, be but, careful, right? I mean, who you get your feedback from? But I I don't think podcasters spend enough time figuring out their their real talent. What 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 do they have real talent for? And what are other people saying they're good at and want more of? Right. Um, so I, I think that look for that talent. And the other thing we we that I told her I said is. Again, you can really overthink it. And anytime I find myself, it's Sunday, it's seven, I should be up recording. But instead, I'm I'm on an ice cream run, or I'm I'm eating food that I'm not hungry for, you know, something. And I'm I'm doing everything, but you know, I'm I'm if I'm vacuuming, it's like okay, what's what's the deal? What's going on in my head? Getting a root canal. Yeah, something. And I'm like, okay, I should be recording. I know what I'm going to talk about, but for some reason, it's almost always I'm overthinking it. I'm thinking about all these people who are going to listen to my show. And I'm like, no, no, hold on. Go back. I'm going to talk to one person. Is is what I'm talking about going to help that person? Yes. Is it going to make them laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain? Yeah, I think I got one of those checked. Okay, well, then you're good. Shut up and record. But it's when you overthink it, you can easily just... I don't know, back yourself into a corner, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, that's, a, that's a overthink you just mentioned. I mean, I, the key is, it sounds like in this case, she, he is overthinking it. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's at some point we say this all the time, get 10 episodes, then delete them. Like, <laughs> they're just, they're, they're going to be awful. Yeah. So yeah, if you're, if you're, if you've recorded one and you're getting feedback on that, that's awesome. Never release that thing. Do nine more, get some more feedback, get in a rhythm, figure out what you like, then launch your podcast. Yeah. It's hard for people. They, that very first audio, they feel, it's just such a, it's just such their, you know, like their baby. We, in parenting, I always say it's too bad the first child isn't disposable because you just always screw up so bad on your kid. (laughs) The oldest has just got more screwed. Yeah. (laughs) More problems. They need more therapy, you know, all those things, right. With your oldest child. And you have that choice with podcasting. You don't have to let that for those first bits of audio out And it. Trust me. It's really, really hard. You think it's good. It's not, Um, you know, do a few of those. Don't publicize them very far and wide, you know, and then, then start your show after you've got a few in the can. I, I always, I shoot, I've started, you have two, you know, multiple podcasts and you'd think, well, the second one, the first of the second would always be better. Well, it's a little bit better, but you're still trying to find your cadence, right? You're still right. trying to find your, you know, so. Yeah. So if, if you get out there and, you know, and I always say, you know, you can't get to episode 10 without doing episode one. Right. And no matter what you do, when you get to episode 10, you're going to cringe when you listen to, uh, <laughs> yes, you are. to episode one. Um, let's play guess the microphone. I saw this this morning. I was like, oh, we got to play with this. I'm still very, I'm still, this is, all these are from the Podcasters Hangout. I think Facebook group is where I was at this morning. I'm still fairly new to podcasting and trying to get a couple of things figured out. I'm looking for some tips. Number one, I've noticed my mic is picking up my breathing. I've been working on controlling how I breathe, but it doesn't seem to be working to my liking. I've also been working on fine tuning my noise gate in voice meter banana the weirdest name of any software ever, but that's actually true. I, and I actually think it's voice meter, like M E E T. It's there's a couple extra E's in there. Cause they just went, wait, let's have a really weird name and then spell it weird while we're at it. Just two E's, right? It's two E's instead of one. Yeah. Uh, and I can't seem to get it dialed in correctly. Should I be so worried about how much breathing is picked up? And then number two, as I mentioned, I'm using voice meter banana 
to do my mixing. However, I'm looking at getting a physical mixer. Should I proceed with purchasing a physical meter or mixer or is voice meter enough? Well, we'll, well first of all, you want to guess what microphone they're using? Well, the chat room says Yeti. Yeah, that some, is some kind of blue mic. That is correct. It is the blue Yeti. Yeah. To me, when somebody says, should I have a mixer? A mixer does one of two things. If you have somebody in the room with you, it mixes your volume and their volume so that they're the same thing. If you're mixing fun-filled, uh, you know, sound effects like, you know, then you need, you know, see, I'm talking and it's still playing. I'm mixing the volume levels of that. And that's really it. I mean, do I need a mixer to do a Skype interview? Eh, there's software that'll let you get around it and things like that. So that's when you need a mixer. And so if he's able to do that with voice meter banana, no, you don't need a mixer in my book. Um, I like mixers because to me, and and let's let's back up a second. I like mixers because I've only looked at voice meter banana once. I know Chris Nessie was using it for a while. I don't know if he still is, but I don't really know it. So again, you're always kind of drawn to what you know. So I like mixers because I can look over and see, oh, is the knob up when I hit high LPR 40? Is that going to go over to YouTube or not? I can see that. And in voice meter banana, I'd have to pull it up and look. And it's not, if it is achieving what you want it to do, then by all means, don't spend 99 bucks on a mixer. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Jim? I'm a big fan of mixers, even for solo. I have a a Mackie Pro FX8 down here and it's got two, it's got four XLRs. Um, I like having four because it, Sometimes a channel will get bad or scratchy and you right. can just move down to the next channel. That's pretty nice. Um, I like it because I can control the sound coming back to me the best. Mm. I think when you go straight USB in or when you're using a digital mixer on a, on, you know, a, a DAW or whatever uh, to get your stuff back, I am just not a big fan of controlling sounds via software. There's just too many things that can go wrong. To, you know, you, you get something, a runaway process, and it takes 100% CPU, and then what happens to your audio? I mean, I am just a bigger fan of being able to control sound at the hardware level. If you want to add a cloud mixer or a cloud lifter, that's easy to do, right? You can plug it right in and put it put it right through there. Yeah. So I'm a big fan, I, I, I think. You can control your your the, the, the tones of your sound a little bit. You can add some effects in if you want to. So... I think and mixers aren't that expensive, especially, yeah. you know, if you're if you're buying a Yamaha or a Behringer or a Mackie, you know, they're just not that expensive. You get, you get into that Mix Pro or is it Mix Pro 3? Is that I mean, is, the is Mix Pre? Pre-mix, pre-mix? Yeah, those pre-mix, are those pre- are whatever it's called. Mix Pre 3 is 650. The Mix Pre 6 yeah. is. Those are a little expensive. Yeah. Right? Ouch. But, uh, I'm a big fan just because I like to hear exactly how I'm sounding back. And I've, you know, if you do it through the ATR 2100, it's a little muffled and it's not really the true sound. Thanks for, thanks, Ross. I, I had a brain cramp there. I just couldn't remember what the heck that thing was called. But, um, so I'm, I'm a mixer fan. I yeah. just, I think it's a good piece of equipment to have, whether or not you have someone in your, ever have somebody in your studio, you've got it. And, uh, it, it's, you know, I, I like, a, I like having at least four XLRs just for that purpose. Can so. you, can you have too big of a mixer? No, no, you, you could be compensating for something, but you should never, <laughs> you should never worry about having too big of a mixer. Meanwhile, Dave's sitting over here with, uh, seven XLR input. Let's say about yeah, Dave. Holy cow. Hey, you know what they say, man, big shoes, big feet. Oh, um, oh. But anyway, yeah, I I think you'll always find something to to 
put in the channels if you have a bunch of them. But yeah. on the other hand, my biggest worry of buying a big mixer is if you're brand new to mixers, it the more knobs, the higher the stress level. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't know what all these. And you're like, well, actually the 15 to your right, you're never right. going to touch. Right. So just focus on the four on the left and you'll be, uh, yeah, you're going to set them up and not touch most of them anyway. Yeah. Like I rarely touch my mixer. I mean, there's a few things I touch on it, but I don't, I don't use it. All the effects are turned off. Everything is, you know, I have one channel that I'm using. I do. I, I was bringing in, uh, like, uh, the, the Amazon device mm-hmm. has its own channel. So that's kind of nice. I can talk to it and it will play back through my mixer, which right. will play through the show. So if I ever wanted to bring that in, I could. So it's, a, again, you can't do that via USB. It doesn't work. You have to have a mixer if you're going to bring in these devices. Yeah. Hence, we're, we're back to, uh, depends. You know what I mean? This one's where it's like, depends. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Ross says, can I talk about the DBX unit I use before I do that, before we get too far away from the Facebook group and the, the weird huckster thing, mm-hmm. Emily had asked, do I have questions? I do now. <laughs> I put those on. And it's interesting that people go, it says, this is for members of the school of podcasting. Are you a member of the school of podcasting? And I'm amazed at how many people say no. And I'm like, okay, guess what? Declined. So how do they find it? Do you, do I, that's the part I don't know. Cause I thought it was like, I know there's private and then there's something, something, and then there's public. And I thought it was like in the deep crevices of, you could only see it. The only thing I can think of is if maybe, and this is where I'm not a Facebook, you know, guru, if they're looking at, no, I was going to say, maybe if they're looking at somebody else and they see something that somebody else did, but no, if you're not in the Facebook group, you don't see their posts. So I, who knows, but uh, yeah, somebody can invite them even on a secret. I think it needs to be secret. I'm looking at a site that I have right now where we do that. There's so many Facebook's changing things uh, so often, but I think it's that secret that doesn't allow them to see it. They can, you can't search for it. It won't come up in, um, it won't come up in searches. And so, and it does require, you know, someone, and I always say an admin and I'm the only admin group that allows them in. So it, it is, um, you, you got to, I can't find it now, but yeah, there are some settings. They shouldn't be able to find you unless somebody has given them the link. Yeah. It's, it's one of those where I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think secret and private and yeah. private requires a, an approval, but they can still find it. And I think secret requires an approval and they can't find it. Okay. So maybe, I don't yeah, know. You might have it private. I bet. Yeah. I just, yeah. Secret is definitely. Yeah. That's the, those are, that's the right, that's the right answer. Yeah. Ross had asked about my, my DBX. Now I'm using a DBX. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's a different model number. Let me throw a link in here. Okay. Yeah. The, the one right now, if you were to buy one now is a DBX 286S. And the one I have, I got from BSW, I think on a scratch and dent sale. And I still don't see where it is scratched or dented, but I don't care. It works. And it's a 286A, which they don't make anymore. I love it. I had it off because I was doing a thing on Facebook telling people to come to ask the podcast coach. And I was playing my guitar. Well, the guitar sometimes gets gated out because it's not plugged in anything. So I had I had it off. So I sounded like, like this. And then when I turn it back on, it's like, ooh, big radio voice guy. So, um, and it if somebody. Sound, when it's off, it doesn't sound bad turned off. No. You know, it's just a different tone. Yeah. And I use it, I used to use it more for the gate because of one Bernie the cat and uh, the fact that the, the weed whacker guys always come around when I'm recording and everything else. So it, it tends to cut those out. Uh, so I, uh, 
So if if the if the house was on fire, that's probably one of the you know, and my guitars are safe. That's probably the piece of equipment because no matter what microphone you have, if you run it through that, it's going to sound really good. So I love that piece of equipment. Um, and, I, and it's not super, it's not cheap, but it's 200 bucks where there are other ones that are much more expensive than that. And some of the stuff you can do, like in Adobe Audition, they have the multiband compressor. And there's actually a setting in that called broadcast that makes you kind of sound like this. Uh, so there are all sorts of uh, fun things. But um, you use a preamp on it? I do. Ross, uh, Ross yeah, I do that. I basically go out of my, uh, uh, my Electro Voice RE320 into the DBX and I basically have, as I look over, about a, yeah, I have two green lights. It barely ever, if I talk loud, nope, I can't make the yellow light blink. So I've got a nice input on that. And then I have about this much compression, not a ton. And then I have the noise gate. And then I have a little bit of, it's adding a little bit of lower end to it and a little bit of upper end. And it goes from there into the mixer. Now the mixer barely has um, gain on it because I've got a really strong, powerful signal coming out of the dbx into the mixer and then uh and then that goes from there into uh uh at this point i'm running into the griffin iMic because as we found out the um in this case the presonus ar12 the presonus drivers freak out when i go live some we were we'd be talking me and jim and all of a sudden i would just my voice would go away and i'm still talking and what was interesting is i was talking to the sound design guys about their mix pre three and six. And I, I said, yeah, I, you know what? I should have got the mix pre six. Uh, and, uh, I said, because this presonus thing, and they said, that's probably not a presonus thing. They go, that's probably a windows thing. And I thought that was really classy because they could have really thrown their competition under the bus. And they're like, they go, yeah, reach out. That's probably a windows thing. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, um, but that's my, that's my signal chain. And that's, uh, I I've done an episode in the past where I plugged my ATR 2100 straight into Hindenburg and use their EQ and their compressor. And uh, I can't remember if I announced it or not, probably at the beginning, uh, which is kind of dumb in a way. If you change anything in your show and you want to get people to really critique you, I I, I was talking with uh, Josh Liston, who's also a musician. And I said, the worst thing a band can do is go, hey, we're going to play an original because everybody in the bar just goes, oh, all right. Let's see what you got, buddy. You know, and bring it on. So when you say, hey, today we're changing the format, or, hey, today I'm using a different microphone. You're instantly like, well, let me see if I can critique this or not. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, in today's society, we love to uh, point fingers and yell huckster at people, apparently. so <laughs> Huckster. Dave, you huckster. I'm like, I had to look it up. What are you, a million years old? It's <laughs> uh, like calling you a shyster. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't do that. Yeah. So uh, here's another fun field question, uh, Jim. I'm going to let you take this one first. Okay. I'm starting. I'm starting a website to advertise some services under brand day. We'll call it. I also want to start a podcast in conjunction with those services called, you know, B. I own both domains. What's the best one to use as a primary domain? I'm leaning towards the podcast one because I can use pretty links for all the podcasting stuff. So I don't create brand confusion by saying a URL on the show that isn't the same thing as the podcast name. I'll use the first one brand a that domain as a redirect to why hmm, now I'm getting confused and I'm thinking through, am I thinking through this correctly? This is was from uh, Chris Saunders. Okay. 
Well, brand, brand's always a hard question. Yeah. And it's never straightforward or easy on what you should do. My own personal experience is I use the average guy.tv uh, kind of brand to cover a network and I push that hard and for long and it's finally catching on. And if I were to do it again, I would have made the flagship podcast brand, the the site name. So I would use homegadgetgeeks.com, which I do own. Um, but it is today that just redirects to the mobile apps. So I, I would change that if I did it differently, but it, it, you never, you, you know, you never really know. Like it's, it's a hard thing to know. When we first started the show, it was called home tech. That was the name of the program. And I ended up joining a network called the geeks network, which has since gone defunct, but I changed the name of my show to match the name of the network. So it was the geeks network and I had home gadget geeks. It actually worked out really well. And I'm glad I did the name change. Um, I had already spent a ton of time burning time on the average guy.tv, which everybody went, huh? Like what, what, what does that mean? Like, what is that thing? So Dave, I would, I would say, get that. It's close to the, get those brands as close to describing what they actually are in what you're doing as you can. And, and I, I think I did it wrong. I, I, I do it differently. Now I'm not going to unwind it today because it's a ton of fucking work. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's not that important. Right. And, and finally, I think folks have kind of caught on, but I would definitely get those brand. I, I didn't follow the, the question all the way to the end either, but um, I would get those brand names as close to the podcast. So if the podcast is named a, I think I, my site would be a.com. Right. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. If we take like, let's take Carrie Bond, who's uh, an awesome supporter, which we'll be talking about here in a second. Um, she does a show about Key West, but her, her job is a photographer. So you know, that's one of those where it's like, well, do I promote the photography site? And for me, I would think on the podcast, I would promote the the podcast's website to make it easy mm-hmm. and then probably mention the other website, you know, uh, the Key West podcast brought to you by, you know, uh, and I'll see her. I, I can't remember her website right now. Bond on fire or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that. Pretty close. Yeah. Dot uh, com. And then later, you know, and then make sure like the podcast rodeo show. I promote the podcast review show and I promote the school of podcasting on that. But I always talk about podcastrodeoshow.com and then I'll say, Hey, if you want to start a podcast or if you want a full review, I still promote podcastrodeoshow.com. And then I have two big giant buttons for the podcast. When you go there, the first thing you see yeah. is school of podcasting and podcast review show. So I yeah. funnel them through there. And, uh, and that actually, way, I, I think you have a problem with that title podcast rodeo show. Like it's, that's an inside thing. Like, when you, when yeah. I if when I say that or when you say that I'm like when you first started doing that I'm like is he t- maybe is this with Glenn the Geek and no like, you're right, right? it's not you a know? great name because if somebody yeah. say, if I went up to somebody and said I do a show called Podcast Rodeo Show what do you think it's called they'd probably go I don't know a podcast about rodeos yeah it is that's a bad name yeah, do you, you must go to rodeos or do you do you you know do you talk about rodeos yeah. uh, I, and I get it I get why you do it because it's like getting on a it's like getting on a horse and riding it for or getting on a bull and riding it for seven seconds uh, you know as you listen. I would have to check, right? It's brand confusion. Yeah. I believe I'd have to look in iTunes and I almost, I almost started the dreaded iTunes software, but I believe it's podcast rodeo show colon, you know, your podcast reviewed something in there that has the word podcast review. Cause otherwise I'm with you. That's a horrible name. It's cute. It's it's funny. It's a hard one to think through like, okay, if you were going to rename it, like 
how would you, I mean, that would be a tough one to come up with a creative, you know, it's not really the podcast review show, which right. you guys already have. Yeah, it'd be something like, it's kind of a version of it though. Yeah, it'd be like your podcast first impression first in, you know, something, cause that's really what it's about. It's the first impression of your, you know, um, and then how yeah. do you get podcast review in there and two minutes and yeah, it's hard. This yeah. branding is not easy. I think some people think it's just a slam dunk. Yeah. And it's not. There's a lot of things you have to, you know, account for. Ross is asking in the chat room, multiple podcasts, put them all on a single website or do you separate one? No, I, I, I do both. I, I have pod, I have power podcasting.com, but I have everybody has their own website. So if somebody says, well, where can I find all your stuff? Oh, power But if they're asking about a particular show, school of podcasting.com, logical loss.com, whatever it is, uh, I go that route. So, um, but I did mention uh, uh, Carrie Bond, who is one of our awesome supporters. And being that it is the first of the month, um, we always like to thank all our awesome supporters. And you can become one of those by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. So awesome people like Josh Liston from onthebubblepodcast.com, Greg from debtshepherd.com, Jonathan Bloom from weeklyawesome.com. Speaking of Glenn the Geek uh, and and the podcast rodeo show, no, that's it should be on his show, you would think, in a way. Uh, horseradionetwork.com is where you can find all shows about all sorts of horsey stuff over there. Josh Rivers from podcastingexperiments.com. I need to reach out to him because he hasn't done an episode in a while. Mm. Uh, Max Trescott from aviationnewstalk.com. Shane from spybrary.com. And then our $10 patrons, we have Jeff, Jeffrey over at podnuts. That's P-O-D-N-U-T-Z.com. Subes, Nick Suberling from Cincinnati Soccer Talk.com, Sean at Be Your Own Nerd.com, our $5 patrons, including Darren from Corner Talk.com, Matthew from A Scottish Podcast, which you can find at ScottishPodcast.com. And I believe I now have him in here twice. I just realized because I just added him and I'm like, hmm, I don't remember him on the first page. Uh, Illiquity from TravelGlutenFree.com. One of the coolest things about the uh, podcast movement, I got to go to dinner with uh, Illiquity. That was great fun. Nice. Uh, Corey Finneran from uh, IVNV.com. I just realized I have to lock these because every time Jim goes, hmm. Yeah, you should lock on. It switches. Yeah, just, re- yeah. just remind me later. Uh, Corey <laughs> Finneran from IVNV.com. Jay Cleveland Payne from JayClevelandPayne.net. Uh, Jason Curtis from CUAtX.com. Uh, Jeremy Dennis from transmissionspodcast.com. Some guy named Jim Collison from theaverageguy.tv. What, what? Yeah. Uh, Joe Salcihi from stackingbenjamins.com, uh, who also gave me a nice shout out. Thank you, Joe. Joe Taylor from On Face Edge. Kim Slusher from distractedlifepodcast.com. Michael Ray. Michael, someday you will give me your podcast. Uh, Always thinking about podcast.com. That's just. Always thinking about podcast. Oh, oh, I was like, oh, wow. He, he finally launched. That's <laughs> awesome. URL. I wonder if it's available. Always thinking about podcast. <laughs> Not for long. Master Cauldron over at cauldronscript.com. Rob Griffiths from, uh, basically, you can find him at bedtime.fm. He's also got slash story time and slash peace out. Troy Heinrichs, uh, who I did get to see at Podcast Movement, blacklistexposed.com. There it is. Carrie uh, Bond. I was close. Bonfirestudio.com. And then there is Matthew again from Scottish Podcast. Dot com our one dollar patrons adam higgins over at odddadout.blogspot.com uh anthony arno over at route66podcast.com you can hear him on the podcast review show that's how i met anthony brand new the audio dice network over at audiodice.net and jim when you hear that do you think of andrew dice clay i do yeah. i do i'm like it's the dice now oh, oh okay barb over at anchor.fm slash barb t usa 
Sean at ClaraNeat.com, Creepy Kingdom at CreepyKingdom.com, Dave Wilson at Ottawa Works. Diane Lane is brand new. I sent her an email this morning. I'm like, hey, what's your what's your podcast? So we'll be pimping her in a future episode. Uh, the one and only Emily Prokop from the Story Behind Podcast. And I'm not hearing the jingle. Are you hearing the jingle? I am not, but author and a book writer now. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and, congratulations and, on that. That's awesome. Uh, Garrett over at crowdfundingchristianmusic.com. Gary and Margaret at beekeepingpodcast.com. Craig from uh, Inglaise Podcast. You know what? Uh, and somebody said the other day about how it was cool. I think it was you that said I did like Dave's greatest hits in my uh in my podcast, in my acceptance speech. And I give all credit to that to Craig. Cause he came up and I forget what he said. I was like, Oh, you know what? I should say nobody punches you in the face or whatever it was. The Latin podcast awards. Uh, thank you so much, Jason over at TV times com, And that is T H R E E.com. Uh, J pool at pot stirrer, stir pot stirrer podcast.com. Uh, Lucas over at triangle tactical.net. Mike Moody at Mr. Robot podcast.com. Uh, Paul at fightingthroughpodcast.co.uk. Patrick Keller, the one and only from Big Science. Oh, I cannot say that word. Big Seance Podcast.com. Brandon from SeahawkersPodcast.com. Sean at SleptInClass.com. It's about government class. Steve Sleeper from Earn.show. Wayne, who I got to hang out with a little bit at Podcast Movement and MediaVoiceOvers.com. And that's it. So if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. And uh, because we are still at uh, the big goal, I will be uh, sometime today announcing when we'll be doing a uh, a live Q and A just for awesome supporters. So that's a that's an impressive list. Makes me want to build like a playlist that just has those. I mean, think yeah. about that. Like a you know an always streaming playlist that just has the supporters. There's some pretty impressive podcasts in there, and uh, it's great. It's a great group. I, I always say this when Dave reads all of them. Thank you for supporting Dave in this uh in this endeavor that we do we never intended to really make this a thing it was just started goofing around and uh it has just become a thing so i appreciate you guys uh, supporting dave in the chat room darwin dave says zoom has instant rebates on select gear until august 20th well speaking of gear i gotta remember who bought who um logitech bought yep. blue they did yeah logitech bought blue last week or this week depending upon when you're listening to this and i'm I guess on one hand, I'm sitting here using a Logitech C920 and good on you. Yeah. Logitech really wants to control the peripheral market for PCs and, and not just I mean, for Macs for in, in that space. And it certainly makes sense. Blue has been, has a really good brand, right? We, you know, you have a good brand like SoundCloud when people keep using you, even though everyone in the business says stop, you know? And, and so uh, Blue has a really good brand. They got really good looking microphones sometimes they're better uh sometimes they're better sitting on a shelf than they are actually using them but i mean I, my blue was good don't get me wrong i just i, I brought the wrong one right. but um yeah i think from a, from a you know logitech has had good luck buying these brands and in in integrating them into their current um their current ecosystem if we're going to use that word and Logitech is by far one of the the better quality and more consistent peripheral um, manufacturers that are out there and they make some pretty decent quality. It's not always the highest quality. It's not always the best, but it's some really good full stuff. And so I, I, I think this was a good move. 
and congratulations to the guys over at Blue for for selling it. Like, I mean, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and I think I think Logitech will do do well by it. I think I don't think we're going to see them go away. That's for sure. But they'll get they'll get implemented and I mean they'll get in consumed into the Logitech space and become a Logitech company. So I, I think not. We'll have to see. You never know. But yeah, maybe the maybe Logitech headsets will get better now. Who knows? You know, there's all sorts of different ways they could. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You know, no matter what you do, it's tough to get really good sound out of a out of a you know a microphone that is the size of the you know right. the hair on your chin. Okay. So you you just yeah I, that in, the the design in that is inherently bad, right? It's just it takes you got to get a bigger. But I do think um, you know I, I don't know. Uh, Blue Yeti already has, you know, Blue already has some pretty good brand. They've already got some pretty good distribution. They're in Best Buy. So it's not yeah. like they're only on a, on the web. And, you know, so I don't know. Um, could could, it, could they make them worse? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. We'll see. Have I we'll see. have I told the story about Chris Kermitsos at a speaking event on this show? Okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. Start and I'll tell you. Um, I, I now know why Blue Yetis are everywhere. Because Chris Kermitzos went to this national speaking conference and they had like a technology corner and sitting there was the Blue Yeti. And Chris is like, why are you guys promoting the Blue Yeti? And they're like, oh, they gave us one for free. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and he's like, so this is why they're getting so much exposure. They're just like, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, well, it's a it's a marketing. I mean, certainly that that's a, a really good marketing. You know, nobody ever said I got this ILPR 40 for free. Although Hiles got quality and they got a few podcasters to use them early. Leo was one of those. And yeah. of course, you know, he kind of set the pace for, for the Heil PR 40. Is it the best microphone? I don't know, but it's used by, is it the next one bought after a ATR 2100? <laughs> yes. <Many>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got a, we have a new $5 sponsor. I should throw in here. It's $5, $5 uh, awesome supporter. And that is the one and only Ross brand from LivestreamUniverse.com. Oh, thanks, so thank you, Ross. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, Michael says the 933 headset from Logitech is not very good. Uh, they do have some, yeah. I mean, they've got some crap. Don't get me wrong. They, they Logitech has, and they, they're, um, they got so many different price points. Just think about their keyboards. So many different price points, and they've got crap. They do for sure. Marcus Couch is in the chat room, um, and uh, which means it's really early for because <laughs> he's on the West Coast. He's just got to, uh, I can't wait to hear the, the details of this. Uh, Marcus, I know it's eight o'clock. If you want to jump in, you can ask the podcast coach.com slash join. He's doing a show. It's an official podcast. It sounds that way, at least with the Chicago bulls. Cause uh, I, in fact, I just told this story, didn't I? How Marcus moved from Chicago to uh, the West coast and he was doing the, the scene zine. And so he had all these uh, released over time as he was moving and, um, so it's interesting. So Marcus will be, uh, and, and I, I know there's a story he said he'd send it to me eventually, but uh, he's going to be doing a Chicago Bulls podcast. Cause I said, Hey, be careful with that because Rob uh, Walsh at podcast Moomoo was talking about what gets you kicked out of Vi- Apple. And one of them was using any official logo of any sports team. And I was like, Hey, be careful with that bull, man. That's going to, and he's like, yeah, no, no. It's, if it's official, well, it, there's, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. It gets harder at that level. Yeah. You got to be careful what you wish for. Now you have a whole bunch of people with eyes on it and <laughs> your creative control may go down just because you've got other people. I'm fortunate at work that, that I had a whole bunch of, I shouldn't say a whole bunch. I had a bunch of restrictions on my podcast at, 
the beginning. Mm. And then within a year, the people who were wanting to restrict it kind of just said, okay, just go do whatever you want. And so I've got, nice. I have almost complete creative, um, you know, uh, direction on what we're doing. It's so much so, a little inspired by the Podcasters Roundtable lately, that I think we may create our own version. We won't call it any of that. I, I may right. not even use the word roundtable in it, but we're going to create, I think, a, a podcast to Gallup that's, that functions and works just like Podcasters Roundtable. So a question comes in or a, I, where, I, where I may um, go with it is on the verticals. So sales or customer mm. service or healthcare or, you know, fill in the blank, right? And then invite people who want to come in who've had success in those areas, come and share those success stories. That's kind of what pod- Podcasters Roundtable is. You guys have questions that you cover and, and, I, and I think that works out very, very well. So I may be coming around to that and next year we're going to, we're going to pilot it a few times and see how it goes. See what, see what kind of stuff we get out of it. But it's kind of nice to not have, I can make those decisions and I don't necessarily have to get 4,000, you know, um, approvals to get it done. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be, man, that would just be a huge kill. Oh, it's, it is like when you, when you got to get, you know, that's the, that's the drawback to podcasting at work is you have that potential to now add layers of bureaucracy. Yeah. And it's just, it's not as fun. Uh, now, if you prove yourself and like in my case, I, I now kind of control it sort of not everything. Right. Um, but, but most of it, it's, it's pretty great. Nice. Here's a fun question that I saw that I was like, we, we've never really talked about this. Scott Johnson, who does computer tutor Florida launched a new podcast. Cause it's hard. Just they're like lace potato chips. It's hard to just have one podcast. What was that like.com? And he's basically going around finding people with cool stories and go. So, you know, you lived through this or whatever happened. What was that like? And he says how to handle having a podcast guest who is 16 years old. I have a guest sign a guest release, but I assume that it's that's irrelevant to someone under 18. And then Gordon Firemark, who is pretty much the like the legal guy for podcasting, says, you're right. Parents can sign in some states, but not in others. He says, for example, in California, parents can't bind their children to contracts. He says, but don't overthink it. Get them and their parents. So when in doubt, do both. And that's what he was basically saying to sign and cross your fingers if they do ask to, um, if they do ask for it to be taken down, and this is my whole thing. Have you ever asked? Have you had somebody ask you to take something down yet? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. yeah. It it almost always happens. Never on home gadget geeks. Just I just don't. I, I vet the guests pretty well before they come in. But when I was interviewing somebody at one of these conferences that I do, and she had done some work for someone else, and we talked about that work, and then their business relationship went south. At right after the conversation and she was mm-hmm. no longer representing them. And so, I don't know, two months later, they came back, their their lawyers called me and said, hey, you've got this interview. I, th- I think they thought I was going to fight him. It was so funny because they had all this, they sent me like a cease and desist right. and all these guys called me and, and I was like, okay. And so I, they're like, really? <laughs> you know, I think they probably spent a bunch of money drafting this, right. and, you know, they probably spent $500 on the lawyer to call me to, ha- to take it down. I was like, okay. And I just deleted it, you know, took it down. I think I made it private is what yeah. I did. But so, yeah, I've had that. I've had that a time or two. Yeah, that's me. I'm like, if somebody ever asked me, hey, can you take that down or can you, you know, edit that out? Okay. It's, it's like, yes. I'm not a person like, no way, man. You, uh, you, you knew it was being recorded. Yeah. Yeah. No, even if it's the guest, it's just, just take it down. It's not. Yeah. You know, it's not that important. This is not just, the Washington Post. 
<laughs> no, you're you're not. In most cases, this is not. You're not breaking news stories. You're not. I mean, just take the thing down. It's a lot easier than than fighting it. But but your 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 mileage might vary. But I always just say yes. Yeah. Well, you had a hey I, I, another one um, where uh, the we the the guest that was interviewed got kind of caught up in this Me Too sweep that we've had over the last mm-hmm. couple of years, where he was accused of some inappropriate behavior in his workplace for you know. And it made public and, you know, it was ugly. It was all, it was in that time, that really ugly time. And I had somebody behind the scenes email me and say, uh, you've got an interview with him. You might want to pull that. And that's another situation. I'm Oops. not asking any questions. I'm not going to go ask him. It's like, okay, that's coming down at this. You know, you yeah. just, it, it, it was an ugly time. I think so. David Hooper had a similar thing. He interviewed a guy. And at the time the guy was, you know, no problem with the guy. Right. And then later did something really creepy. And yeah. so, and people are like, Hey man, why did you, inter- why are you promoting that guy? It's like, Oh, hold on. <laughs> Let's pull that yeah. one down. I don't want to promote creepy people. Well, uh, and I, I had a situation where we interviewed a guy and then he had active or very, very close to active litigation against him. That was very public. And, uh, I was, it, it, that one, I actually did have a conversation with the guest to kind of say, okay, here's the bind this kind of puts me in right now you know, as we're talking about this. So it, it was a hard conversation. It was not easy. We ended up doing something different with it, but you, you kind of, I kind of had to have that conversation with the guest. I was like, well, this, you know, I'm not judging, but it's probably not best if we release this right now with what's going on with you. Right. You know? Yeah. The, so. the, 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 <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a hard sticky. conversation. It did not end. Uh, not everybody was happy with the uh, with the conclusion of it, but it sometimes gets a little sticky. If you're, that's one of the drawbacks to doing an interview show is your reputation is resting uh, oftentimes on folks that you've interviewed. And you can't guarantee they're not going to go off and you know they're going to go off the deep end somewhere and right. do something or say something, right? So it's hard. You got to you got to kind of watch for that. Uh, this would apply to you. Um, I've had to do this a few times. Uh, this is again from I believe this is from the. Um, podcasters hangout uh, Facebook group. And this is from Taylor Merrick, which is interesting because when I started podcasting 13 years ago, Taylor was like this little kid and now he's a, I think he's a mailman and he's grown up and I think he's got a wife and kids. And I'm like, okay, I feel very old. He says, is it better to extract the audio from a video file or just record the mic into an audio recording program and go from there? He says the end result would probably roughly be the same when it comes to to me post editing in terms of levels and cutting out things and mixing in music, but would it save me time from having two applications open, essentially both recording audio? What are your thoughts on that? Depends on what the audio quality is as the video is recording. Yeah, that's it to me. I'm like, cause I know Google squashes, like if you like intro music and voiceover on Google, no, they don't, they don't mix. Well, it's listenable. It's listenable, but it's not, as good as if you just record the audio. That's why I do my, all my musics in post-production when on hangouts. Mm-hmm. So just audio only on hangouts or I mean, voices only on, uh, on hangouts and then add the music later, even on the live shows, there's no music. We don't do it. Cause they do, they do smash it. Um, if you're, if you can get the video and the quality you're getting out of it is to your standards, then yeah, just do one. But if it's not, if it's being compressed, it's being changed, it's being whatever, then you're probably going to have to do two. By the way, audio recording, not all that intense on any PC process that you're doing. You can, audio can right. generally record 
under the worst of conditions. So running another audio process or something in, in there. Um, I was this week on Home Gadget Geeks. I was actually doing some burst coin stuff on the PC I was using to record it. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, I was smacking the CPU pretty hard. And I thought, well, maybe I'll get away with it. I didn't. The video was terrible. <laughs> it was awful. Audio was just fine. So it, hmm. it, it is one of those deals where if you're thinking about adding a second audio stream to get better audio quality, do it because it just doesn't take that much processing. I see the chat room is, is lots of people taking things down. Help me with, I always pronounce, mispronounce, is it Quasi? Oh, Quasi. Quasi. Mm-hmm. Quasi said, I had to take down a podcast even though there was not another podcast with that title. Chris says, uh, Chris Nessie says, I removed one episode of my podcast because of actions of a guest after appearing on the show and didn't want to be associated with that guest. That's um, good reason. Yeah. Very good reason. Yeah. That's again, we were just talking about that. We're going to hit, hit some more questions uh, in just a second when we run into post show. Uh, but uh, I looked up and I'm like, holy cow, that went quick. It does go fast on yeah. Saturday mornings. Uh, Jim, what's coming up on uh, on your show? Yeah, I just released an episode. Uh, Edward Winnegar's back from Alpha Bitcoin. We talk a lot about crypto in this. We do this about four times a year. It's just kind of a crypto, you know, to get in there. What's going on? It's not about the necessary about prices or coins, but about if you if you want to know about what's going on in the space, uh, the average guy TV. That crypto thing, man. People go crazy on that stuff. I know. I know. We try to be more reasonable about it. In other, like, what's it really? Not the hype, but what's it really? So yeah. we try to spend some time for the average guy. On the School of Podcasting, in fact, we're going to talk maybe a little bit about this in post-show. What do you do with a crappy interview? Like, you had somebody come on, they just laid an egg. Now what? Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And, uh, wow, there's videos coming into, uh, oh, there we go. Chat, chat room's active. Chat room's going active. We're talking uh, call-in studio in post-studio. I believe Marcus wants to talk about how to do live call-ins, which would be great for his show. If he's going to, the best thing for Marcus doing a, a Chicago Bulls show would be to, you know, go live maybe right after the game and get everybody going, I can't believe they didn't put so-and-so in. What do you mean? The other ref's a crook, blah, blah, blah. The guy's a stupid huckster. So... <laughs> Shyster. Shyster. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so you can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. Find Jim at theaverageguy.tv. And wow, I have 41 seconds left. Wow, that's a long, that's I a didn't, long time. I yeah. did not start this soon enough. I just looked up and I was like, all right, well, this we'll ask Jim what he's doing and go on. Hey, we're live every Saturday morning, right? 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. Love to have folks come out. I'm there. glad you said that. Um, I may not be here next week. Oh, Okay. Um, I, although I might be able to podcast, I might be in Nashville next week. Oh, okay. Uh, Maybe I talk- can run it for you and we can bring you in remote. Or yeah. Something like that. There you yeah. go. But, uh, thanks for showing up. Stick around for some post show. <laughs> 